Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is uh, the last full week of May. We're going into Memorial Day weekend this weekend. And uh, so uh, it'll be interesting this week to see what happens. Earnings are kind of on the downside. We'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Hey, before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are so many things in the world we live in that we just cannot control. But I want you to know you can control your retirement portfolio, the amount of risk that's in there. You need to know what that risk is, how much you should have, and where it should be. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design. And with that, we got Dave coming up next. It chose that record on purpose because we got a lot of going around, coming around on the financial world. Let's find out what's going on with you and your money today with a little help from my friend Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring, who is on the phone at this very moment. Philip, good morning. I trust you had a good weekend. Hey, we did. It was a great weekend. I celebrated my dad's birthday, so it was uh, it was good. And uh, hey, we're coming into the last full week of May. And uh, which means we're, we're basically, what, two-thirds through the quarter now. Absolutely. And it also means that the reports that we're going to be getting as the week progresses this week are going to be kind of the final look at an awful lot of really critical numbers before the middle of June Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting, which invariably has Wall Street sitting on edge, especially since they're improving the odds. I mean, it's still under 50 percent, but the odds are improving of another interest rate bump in the middle of June. So some of the stuff that goes on this week could be real uh, I won't say catastrophic, but they could be market movers of the first order, couldn't they? they? They could. One of the Fed presidents came out and said, "Hey, hey, the June, you know June pause on rates wouldn't indicate an end to the cycle of hiking interest rates." But I think that there seems to be more more optimism that we will not halt, but we will at least take a pause on interest rate hikes this next meeting. That we're going to cross our fingers on. We could use a little bit of a break on that, even though I, I, you know, I always preach at it. No, no, absolute numbers, the interest rates aren't all that terribly high relative to history. But that having been said, as fast as they've gone up, we just need a chance to let these darn things gel and see what they've actually done to the economy. That's the gospel you and I have been preaching for a long time now. That's right. And we're going to get some of those numbers this week, Dave, when it comes to the um PCE and and the durable goods numbers they will all come out on Friday so uh, so that's going to be interesting as well as the uh, second reading of the GDP yeah, the gross domestic product one could very well be a real earth mover. And when you mention the PCE inflation, you got to throw off for the sake of reminder, that's the measure of inflation that Jay Paulson says he's using as his primary as primary gauge. You know, we talk about the uh, producer price index, the consumer price index. Those are all important, but the PCE indication is the one that he says he's watching most. And it's been a little lower as far as absolute numbers and the rest, but if memory serves, the last couple of reports we've gotten, it really hasn't been tamed all that terribly much compared to the other numbers. No, the last reading for it, it was 4.6%, the core year over year, and it's expected to be about the same um, when it comes in on Friday. 
Absolutely, and that's the concern point. Need to back up a little bit to start the week out. We start out with an off day on Friday and on all of the major indexes. I mean, the big loser in the bunch was the Russell 2000. It was down by, uh, by six-tenths of a percent on Friday. Everything else was relatively fractional, but they had ended up a halfway decent week. All three of the major indexes finished the week up with gains. NASDAQ was up by more than 3% last week. Boy, when we actually get left alone without a lot of government data dump, the markets seem to be able to perform relatively normally, don't they? Well, uh, they did. And let's remember that day. We did have a little optimism towards the debt ceiling last week because there was some good news coming out that they were getting closer. And I think we have to look this week. The first thing I see when I open up my web browser is, you know, that that Biden says, I've done all I'm going to do. And it's all up to the Republicans now because I'm not moving. So, no, he's, yeah, he's basically yeah. using all his talking points. I won't do this. I won't do this. I won't do this. None of which specifically the Republicans have necessarily proposed. But still, we're staking out the I won'ts and all the red lines in the negotiations. And uh, uh, Biden and uh, uh, Biden and McCarthy are going to meet today with their minions from elsewhere in Congress. And we'll find out whether or not there's any movement. McCarthy's got an interesting needle to have to thread here because he's got some factions inside of his caucus, some of which are kind of following what uh, former President Trump said on this CNN thing that they did a couple of weeks ago. He said, well, we may have to default, and we've got a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, uh, I'm sorry, economically, they're fruitcakes, uh, talking about, uh, well, let's just cause it and see what happens. And uh, I, I kind of feel for McCarthy. <laughs> He's, yeah, we, we don't want that to happen. Yeah, he's he's threading a heck of a needle. That having been said so far, anyway, I got a tidbit that I pulled out this morning. Ninety-four percent of the Standard and Poor's 500 had reported earnings as of Friday, and by and large, while the expectations have been lower, about uh, well, let's see, uh, beating estimates by 6.5 percent on an average. Just the expectations were, for the second quarter in a row, reduced profit levels for the uh, publicly traded companies. So we're doing what we said we can do, but what we said we were going to do kind of stinks. That's right. I mean, what we said we could do is a lot less than what it has been in prior quarters and prior years. And so, and I think we lose we lose sight of that, right, Dave? We, we look at what the analysts say companies are going to make, and if they come in as expected, well, the, the market likes that. Instead of looking back, okay, what did they do last quarter? What did they do the quarter, same quarter last year and compare those things to see, are we doing better? Are we doing worse? You know, typically, like you said, they're doing worse overall, just beating expectations. Which is kind of why when you see all these good beat the street reports out there, why the markets aren't skyrocketing, because the real absolute number I've always maintained has always been the price-earnings ratio on the stock you're looking at. How much profit do I buy per dollar I invest in that company? Because really, that is the bottom line. If Okay, fine, they're doing as well as they expected to do. I'm glad to hear it. Now exactly how much am I making off of that stock? And that really makes a difference. It does. So, so I'm guessing that the, the P.E. ratios are definitely going the wrong direction compared to last year. Yeah, I haven't checked lately, but I, I know the Dow was uh, bumping its nose up toward the top of the range of its historic price-earnings ratios a couple of months ago. And I'm almost afraid now, after another off-absolute-number earnings season, they're probably going to be even higher than usual. Now, you expect adventurous on the NASDAQ and the Russell 2000, but there's a couple of pretty established norms for the Dow and the S&P, and uh, they've been right at the top of that range now for, well, 
pretty much ever since we started this interest rate increase party at the Fed. Yeah, they have been. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how this thing trickles out the rest of this quarter. And then next quarter, I think, is going to be an important quarter to look at. Absolutely. So as mentioned, we've got like 94% of the publicly traded companies on the big list anyway have now pretty well reported. And because it's Monday as well, we don't have a whole lot to talk about in terms of earnings per se. But you found some interesting downgrades. My gosh, they downgraded Apple. Has the world come to an end? Exactly. So we saw um, one of the, one, a company called Loop Capital uh, downgraded Apple Apple stock from hold uh, or from buy to hold. So they're not saying to sell it, but they've taken it off their buy list. Um, you know, they just think that they're they're going to fall short for their June quarterly revenue guidance, um, and, and so there's some some give and take there. They're actually down one percent this morning. Meta, which is Facebook, they're down this morning because they got fined a record 1.2 billion euros um, for some privacy issues in the regulatory basis over there in in Europe. They're down three quarters of a percent. And now this one doesn't help that Instagram went down for a few hours overnight as well last night, right about the time they're talking about introducing a competitor to Twitter. Ah, there we go. I'm sure. And then the, uh, this one, uh, this one was interesting. Micron Technology um, mm. getting tanked this morning. Uh, China's Cyberspace Administration came out, and they have borrowed uh, operators uh, of, of critical information infrastructure. I'm not sure exactly what that means uh, from purchasing products from Micron, saying that there's some some issues in their chip when it comes to safety and so um they're trading down down as well down four and a half percent this morning so that's a big and then of course advanced micro and nvidia they've all kind of getting uh you know caught up in that whole downslide too and that kind of strikes me as one of those boy the world is upside down stories china is saying one of our chips isn't secure enough for them does that sound like a little bit of an opposite conversation from what yeah, we've been having for the yeah, last 10 years? I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's just a play. And the last one I want to lead with you, because we talked last week about Foot Locker and mm-hmm. remember how bad they missed on revenue and earnings. And, and now you put that with Nike because Nike is a big, big provider uh, for Foot Locker when it comes to sales. And mm-hmm. so uh, they're getting... Um, hit this morning nike's down 1.7 and footlocker is down another 2.3 percent this morning that's enough to ruin your whole day yeah really yeah resetting the table it was an off day although in no way manner or form a catastrophic off day on friday as we kind of took a break from an otherwise good week 45 minutes before the real money gets thrown around this morning philip what are we looking at well there's no real money getting thrown around this morning dave uh we got all flat numbers today. Nothing is uh, moving the needle. I mean, you got the Dow up $7. You got the S&P 500 up less than a dollar. The NASDAQ 100 is down by 10. Nothing's moving at all. On the other side, though, now silver, silver, we're seeing a little bit of move there, down six-tenths of a percent um, to $23.91 an ounce. Gold still below 2000 down a quarter to 1977. And then crude oil is back down significantly from Friday because it was up almost to 73. 
it's down 17.17 down to $71.57 a barrel right now, Dave. We'll take that happily. My fear and greed index, by the way, has been tipping over toward greed. It was neutral for most of last week. Uh, this morning, investor moods generally tend toward being toward greedy, even though they're not buying much on the futures market right now. Overseas, the Asia-Pacific Rim, for the most part, was up at the close early this morning. European markets are kind of looking at ours and saying they're not doing anything, neither should we. So they're off by like four one-hundredths of a percent, thirteen-hundredths of a percent. It's negative, but it ain't very much over in Europe halfway through their day. Getting that retirement plan going so I know I can afford to live after I retire sounds real important. It's getting more so to me every day. How do I find you to get a plan to make sure I can afford to retire, Philip? Absolutely, Dave. You know, the closer folks are to retirement, the more important risk plays in their portfolio. That's why I designed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. To walk through our core retirement design, we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday. 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And you and me again together about the same time tomorrow on Light with more useful information. And uh, we might actually have a couple of economic reports to kick around as well. Hopefully we will. And uh, if not, we'll find something to chat about. Well, Zoom reports tonight. We can talk about video conferencing in the morning. All right, man. You have a great day. <laughs> Take care. Thanks. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope your week gets off to the right start for you to have a great week. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.